It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, our very own majesty, our royalty, our beautiful, delightful princess, Princess Di, is in the house. Well, your majesty... Did yes, you know, Sir did James. you know, did you know, your majesty, that if the Republicans win, according to the New York Times, if that dastardly thing happens, <gasps> Joe Biden's agenda is going to hang in the balance. <laughs> Everything that he wanted, the New Deal 2.0 is in jeopardy. Democracy <laughs> might die. Everything up in smoke. Oh, it's so sad. I feel for them. <laughs> the panic is palpable. It is a, a I as I said yesterday, you just feel the schadenfreude. And, you know, this end of democracy, they never worry about the end of democracy if a Republican president faces a party, uh, the opposite party having the House of Representatives. It never seems to be the end of democracy when the Republican has checks and balances on his power. Only when, as you say, Democrat power is threatened. You had a story that you pointed out to me this week uh, about Florida and ballot harvesting. Can you uh, 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 tell us about that, please, Princess Di? I am so delighted to tell you about this story. Let me tell you. This is something that should be national headlines. It should have gotten much wider attention. This is uh, called Democrat Blows Whistle on Alleged Ballot Harvesting Scheme. Florida opens criminal probe. It's in Just the News from the other day by John Solomon, who is an excellent reporter. And it details the, as the quote is, intricate system funded by Democrat-connected organizations of ballot harvesting and how it works. And there is a whistleblower now who has observed this for many years, has participated in it as a poll uh, watcher, and now is blowing the whistle on it and explaining it with receipts, with videos, with documentation, And there is a new election crimes unit, thanks to our great governor in Florida, Ron DeSantis. He set up an election crimes unit randomly, I mean, not randomly, recently. And this is the first test case. And this woman came forward with evidence, and now that has been turned over to be investigated by the legal authorities. And it is an enormous window into something that has been happening, continues to happening in primarily African-American communities for generations, not only just at voting time, but throughout the year. And this has been one of my theories that the industry of the Democrat Party is actually ballot trafficking. We get glimpses of it every once in a while. We randomly will come across a van that has ballots in 
these, you know, little lights into the channel of the Democrat world at election time. And it's always explained away as, you know, that's just a unique problem. It's not a widespread problem. Well, this woman whose name is Cynthia Harris is a hero to me because she has come forward and detailed what happens and how this manipulation goes on in the African-American community where ballot harvesters go in, help them fill out the request for an absentee or a mail-in ballot, and then track it when it comes, deem open the envelopes, and change whatever it is that the voter has put in there if it's wrong or not what they wanted. Or they spoil the ballots deliberately and throw them away. There, she has documented what actually happened so that this is disenfranchisement of many, many people. In, and she says this is not just happening in her area, which was Orlando, Florida. She's explaining this happens nationally. And she has shown the light on something which I think has been, as she says, intricate, a complicated, sophisticated ballot harvesting operation that is national, goes beneath the radar, known by many people in the political world, and uh, turned a blind eye to it. Now, this goes to the fears. Look, we, it, it's common knowledge. I hear Rudy Giuliani, his show, by the way, is both Snurley's Rush Hour every day on WABC. You can catch him from 3 to 4 p.m., his, he says routinely, he says, we know that they've been stealing votes in Philadelphia. I've heard him say something to that effect, and we've known it for years. We also know, there, it is, it, to me, this is even beyond question, that the 1960 presidential election was stolen. Now, I'm not some kind of weird election denier. This has been known. What happened in Cook County, Illinois, what happened with the intervention of the Daily Machine to make sure that they had enough votes to tilt the election in favor of John Kennedy and the role that his father played in that. This stuff, historians have been writing about this stuff for ages. But this ballot harvesting, when it was first introduced, you had even Democrats saying at the time, before they all shut up when they realized it would benefit them, that this was dangerous to the electoral, um, to fair elections. Even Democrats complained at the time that ballot harvesting, the way that it was being conducted in California, was unfair. And then it all just went under the radar, all just got swept away. And now if people claim or talk about ballot harvesting, the Democrats want to claim that you're a conspiracy they t- oh, nothing happened. Oh, nothing happened. When Al Franken's election happened and ballots were found in the trunk of a car, we're supposed to just believe, oh, as you said earlier, oh, this is just a random act that happened by accident. When people tell Republicans to go out of a polling place, oh, we're going to stop and take a break. It's too late at night. And only the Republicans leave and the Democrats are in the room by themselves as happened in one state in this nation during the last presidential election cycle. And all of a sudden, people start pulling things out from under table and start counting. We're told to ignore that. Don't, 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 
don't give any credence to what was captured on the video there. That didn't really happen. Now you say you just said that you you almost had to apologize for explaining this by saying, "Well, I'm not being a conspiracy kook," because people who point these details out have been shunned and shamed and basically treated as nuts for when when the the obvious happens. And when every single voter on our side, quote unquote, knows it happens. But this is why this story is so important, because there's been a real conspiracy of silence among the, in the political world. And so this woman bravely and you know that she's being treated with all kinds of hostility, but she has come forward and she has brought the evidence. That is what we've lacked in this entire theory that we all know happens in cities. But we haven't had any, quote unquote, proof that would stick. And she now has an outlet for this, a legal outlet for this, where they have opened a criminal probe. And it's all thanks to Ron DeSantis for basically putting the spotlight on it and has an investigative unit. And so she has brought the evidence to that, and they are then opening a criminal probe. And I am going to follow this, and every one of us should follow this, and every single Republican governor should do the same in their states. This is the kind of thing that needs to be fixed because our elections are sacred, and there is very little trust now in the whole system, and that has to be reversed. Absolutely. Now, before we leave, let me just ask you to handicap the elections. You put forth the idea a week and a half, a week ago, that we might be looking at three Senate seats. Well, I have to tell you, since then, I read in a mainstream publication today, and and, and believe me, it was dripping with fright, (laughs) that now it is expected in certain Democrat They are now openly saying that Republicans, unless something changes, look like they will pick up at least three Senate seats. So what's your latest handicap on as we as we are in the midterm elections right now? Well, you know, uh, Rick Scott, who has been behind the money for a lot of the senatorial elections, has predicted five. Five. And I laughed. I laughed. I was very scornful of his prediction as well. He he wants to pump up his success rate. But I'm thinking that that is a possibility. I'm going to stick with three, though, because well, here's I'm what I read today that, also. But it could be more. I read today that Ron Johnson is up by three points in almost every poll. In fact, there's a long piece today about his uh, opponent. Mandela Barnes and how they're almost pleading with people to just ignore the fact that he's a progressive and please give him a shot because the polling seems to be against him right now. So and Wisconsin also Walker is up. Yes. Yes. Which, you know, a week ago people were scornful of. And you know what I heard by a pollster that I respect, Trafalgar, is that Actually, Mamet Oz has 20% black female support, which is wow. the highest anywhere in the country uh, for a Republican. 
And so that it could make the huge difference. And I know, as I've mentioned to you, in Georgia, they've been worried about African-American males vote on the Democrat side because they're peeling away and voting Republicans. So if and, it, you know, who knows why that particular race it has attracted the support of more black females. But, you know, it could well be that he is a familiar face in, in, in the culture and he is on television. So that is one thing that has made a huge difference there. And the, that's why you see the panic all across the country among Democrats, which is a sight to behold of great delight. One thing that I am delighted with is a quote that you dug out this week, and I read it the other day, and I'm going to read it right now. I just want you to comment on it. It was by someone named William McGurn. And this quote, ladies and gentlemen, struck me in, in a way that very few quotes have. I'm so glad you brought it to my attention, uh, Diana. It says, the real enemy of any communist society is not the dissident. Its real enemies are the beautiful and the good, each of which answers to a higher authority. That is so true and so good. And I thank Bill McGurn, who was a former editor at the Asian Wall Street Journal and wrote for the American Spectator, where I saw that in 1991. And that, that quote has stuck with me for decades because the the idea of answering to a higher authority, the power of the beautiful and the good, when we get so discouraged and we get see all of the evil around us, that it is hard to remember who is in charge and who we trust, as I always want to say, in God we trust, and that is the higher authority. I just love that. Its real enemies are the beautiful and the good, each of which answers to a higher authority. Well, speaking of beautiful and good, that describes you to a T, Princess Di. Thank you for being with us. Back at you, Sir James. Diana, Princess Di, ladies and gentlemen, every Friday and Saturday, both Snurley's Rush Hour on Friday and here on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We're coming back to your calls right after this. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. 